Hello, welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm Dan. <laughs> okay, then I'm Mark. <laughs> Which is more what it sounded like to me in my ears. Uh, I'm Sol, and I've never shot anyone out of the sky. I'm Sean, and I'm, I've written some notes. I've been committing despicable acts of arcade-based pixel violence since 1977. Ha! Who's that? <laughs> Who is the, who's that That's interloper? Mr. Holly. What are you doing here? How did you get in? Someone do leave the door open again. It's that randomizer. Yes. Great! It, it picked my favourite game ever for some random, completely random Ooh. reason. And, and uh, I got invited <laughs> on this show. Got paid. I got paid money. Get paid in biscuits, don't you, Sean? Biscuits. <laughs> Seven packs of custard creams come through my letterbox the other day. They're a bit smashed, but you can still sort of put them in a soup. <laughs> <laughs> custard soup. Yeah. Anyway, before we get too off the wall, let's just tell you who we are. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. We're a gaming podcast going by the name of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Pixel Hunt Podcast, that's us, gaming podcast. How many like times did you say Pixel Hunt Podcast then? Are you trying to <laughs> imprint it into people's Six. mind? Right, go on. Subliminal, isn't it? Just keep... Not before not, you not start that again. Subliminal, I suppose. Pixel Hunt Podcast. Go on. We're Pixel and Podcast. What we like to do is deep dive and analyze games <laughs> one system and letter at a time. For this series, season, or world one, we're covering the Nintendo Entertainment System, or Famicom, as it was known in... Japan! 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 Japan. Thank you. I didn't know it was a <laughs> test. <laughs> there will be a quiz. Uh, working from A to Z, this episode, our World 1 Stage 27. That's the one, hasn't it? Because we've got through the alphabet and there's only 26 letters. So what's this one then? Well, we've reached numbers. And that means it's the last game of our NES journey. And we've been playing 1942. Yes. Good old Capcom's 1942. But before we get right into what we thought about it, Let's have a catch up, have a bit of a chat, see what's going on, and say hello to our special guest of honour this episode, Mr. Sean Holly. Hello, oh, Sean. All right, mate. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> yeah, we're good, thanks. Yeah, let's you? not. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Let's not ask you what you've been doing since we last spoke, because that would extend the podcast quite significantly. But yeah, what yeah. have you been up to lately, gaming wise, movies, films, yeah, gaming whatever. wise? I've been obviously I've been researching this podcast. I've done, you know, I've done like over over twenty minutes, and then I've I've been I've been invited on when I, when I talk, I sort of move my hands up to the camera, thinking everyone's going to see. I've been doing. We did a podcast last night, me and Vic, with Retro Asylum on twenty games that could have been in the arcade. So I've been playing all them. I found one called Desmond's Dungeon on the Atari Eight Hundred XL. That is great. Nose. It's a brilliant little platformer. And then I'm doing another another one at the beginning of March. Is it is it about the hairdresser's basement? No, from the Channel Four program. Oh, oh yeah, Desmond's. yeah. No, I, I used no, to love he's... pork pie. He's, he's I'm a, looking at screenshots of it now. It looks a bit like Roland goes digging, where you've got like space just a load of ladders everywhere. Yeah, 
But yeah, you've got to pick right. up treasure, take and take him to the top of the level, and then every time you jump, you drop the treasure. So you've got to plan your way through this level, dodging spiders and stuff, and then there's a bonus level. Mm. It's just a really cool little great platform game. And then I'm doing a podcast with Maximum Power at the beginning of March, which is Twin Stick Bacoras. Yes, Twin Stick twin, Shooters. Twin Stick Shooters, yeah. I've been enjoying playing all them. So I've got me a Raspberry Pi set up for like PlayStation 1 shooters, Robotron, Robotron X, I think it is, Nintendo 64, like, oh, arcade, like all these twin stick shooters on my little PS3 stick. I've been playing loads of games and I've been watching some films on that. <laughs> me, me and wife, we've just gone a bit mad. We're just Googling on no, not Googling, on Amazon Prime or Netflix. We're just putting in Jason Statham or Dwayne Johnson and we're just watching <laughs> everything they've done. Because they're like, they're just high quality tat. They're just entertaining tat. And then we found one with both of them in called some Hobbs, Calvin and Hobbs, something like yeah. that. And Hobbs it, it and was Shaw. brilliant. It was, there was this helicopter dragging these three cars off a cliff with a chain that's fantastic so it, well, i thought it was good that it's a fast and furious spin-off in it but i thought it was good that yeah it was, it was absolutely brilliant <laughs> and uh, oh uh, what's the other one baywatch that was very funny baywatch is quite rocket. funny isn't it the yeah. wife made me watch it and it's surprisingly entertaining it's it, you're yeah. quick to go oh no i'm not watching that but yeah it's funny Dwayne The Rock Johnson is quite a good comedy actor, isn't he? We're going through them, their back catalogue at the minute. It's not some of it's not great, but it's like <laughs> craptastic. Have you got to uh, what's the one the transporter? I think I've watched your first one. Is it three? I think I don't yeah. know. There might be eighty-seven be now. To be fair, is that the, the one first, where he, first one's he, the he only one properly worth watching? He takes people from A to B, and he, he gets their exact weight and everything, and like. And how long it takes? Is that the one? <laughs> but, no, that's quiet. the courier. He, sit, he sits in the car. He says, "Right, you're you're seventy two kilos. We've got fifty nine miles to go. Half a pack of cigarettes. And that's wrong film. And and he, <laughs> and, 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 and he does he does yeah. It's all car thing anyway, isn't it? Have I got confused? I don't know. I get confused a lot. Have you had your Have you had your meds today, Sean? No, I've not had any IPA, what I call my meds. I'm on I'm on Aldi's freshly squeezed orange juice. Look at that, kids. Wow. Ooh. Nice, Ooh. healthy. In a hop house glass. Ooh. You mixed it with Guinness's hop house. It's a hop house glass, but there's no hop house in it. Oh, which okay. is unfortunate. Well, that's a shame. Why don't we cross live over to the Canary Islands <laughs> and catch up with Mr <laughs> Mr. Mark Hurst. Hello. Um I haven't played. You're supposed to answer in a, in a Eurovision song contest style. Hello. <laughs> Hello from Lanzarote. Seven points to Uncle Bulgaria and his jib jab band. <laughs> that is a band I would listen to. Um, but yeah, I haven't done a great deal of uh, gaming because it's been all a bit manic with the uh, movie house and everything. I've watched Riley, my eldest kid, play Danganronpa. Have you heard of that? that it's it, some, that, no. it, Sounds it, like something you'd ask uh, Daniel to do. <laughs> it's really weird. So it's on sale on the PlayStation Store at the minute. They've got a big, it's big in Japan sale on. So he's bought that. He's bought JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and he's bought... 
uh, Nino Kuni 2, but it's been playing this one called Danganronpa and it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So it's essentially like a whodunit crime thriller mystery courtroom drama game all in an anime style. It's really unusual, but it's actually quite good. So it's been good to actually watch him play it. It's almost like it starts off a bit like an interactive novel where it's introducing the characters and the storyline. And then it's a bit like a detective kind of thing where you're scouring for clues and then it goes into this courtroom scenario where people are making excuses and because of the clues you found you have things called truth bullets so if you spot them telling a lie you kind of shoot them with a truth bullet and you're, you're, um, you're, you're out in them as the liar and it's like who's going to be the next one killed and who's the murderer and all this sort of stuff but yeah it's, uh, it looks quite interesting I haven't physically played it just watched him but I thought it was worth a mention just because it's so weird um, and it's only six quid at the minute on the on the PlayStation store so it's probably worth getting and for that you get Danganronpa 1 and 2 so but they, they do review quite well when I looked into it afterwards they are quite um, well respected games it's just for most people they seem to have slipped under the radar because they're a bit weird um, so that might be worth a look and mm. it sounds like something I'd like. Yeah, it's, it is. I'm, I'm, you know my you know my aversion to AAA games. Yeah, so so yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then films wise, I've been doing a similar thing to you, but we've been doing it with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so we've been yeah. going through all Nicolas Cage films. Um, so this started because the kids um found a trailer for something called Wally's Wonderland, which looks. I saw like, the trailer for that the other day. I was going to send yeah. you a link to it. Yeah, it so we watched bon- that. Bonkers. Yeah, we watched that first and. There's no way that game, that film, sorry, wasn't originally written as a Five Nights at Freddy's script that's been binned off by someone and they went, well, fuck it, we'll make it anyway, because it is basically <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, the, the film. Um, and it is this, Nicolas Cage goes full Nicolas Rage and uh, and goes mental throughout the whole thing, so it's wonderful. And then the kids were like, who's he? Can we watch more stuff with him in? Where, where? And so, <laughs> so Ace now calls him Nicolas Rage. Can we watch another Nicolas Rage film? So all he wants to see is Nicolas Cage go full retard. So I've got Mandy lined up for him later, so we'll see what they think I was going to say, don't put Mandy <laughs> Oh, God. That so I is think psychedelic madness, isn't you know, it? I know it is, but that is the one where he probably goes the most Nicolas Cage in it. So we've, we've, gone, it gone, we've gone through, like, National Treasure and Face Off and all the obvious ones, so I thought I'd throw in that as a couple. You've not put Wild at Heart on for them, have you? No, God, no. <laughs> I think that could get me prison time, kid- couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's not kid-friendly, really. Yeah, and that's have you, it. Have you watched the Rock one yet? Is it the Rock? Yeah, the Rock, the, the one with the, yeah, the one by Michael Bay with Sean Connery in it. Yeah, that's quite good. I like yeah, that. they're all all right. Connery's amazing. The yeah, it's uh... <laughs> green ball dangly things. I, th- I got, think. Got, got, are you trying to share some kind of sexual <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> they do. If I remember rightly, they look like oversized uh, love beads. What do? Yeah. On the rock and those green balls. Oh, those green balls, yes. Oh, I don't know what you're on about. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I'll jump in now then because I'm going to, I'm driving, so you don't want too much of my voice back to back. Anyway, um, (laughs) talking about Nicolas Cage, I've been watching a series on Netflix called The History of Swear Words or The History of Swearing. Yeah, I've seen this pop up. Um, It's trying to make me watch it, but I've not watched it yet. Yeah, it's quite funny actually. Um, it's funny, but it's interesting as well, knowing where the where the words came from and how a lot of words weren't actually swear words to begin with, um, and how they change and how Dick Dick's a good episode. You just hear Nicholas Cage saying "dick" a lot because he presents it 
and fuck is fun as well because he starts off saying stuff like fuck you motherfucker <laughs> or you can also use fuck by just going fuck <laughs> and he just shouts fuck really loud <laughs> like peak Nicholas Cage right there <laughs> cool so that's that's quite that's quite good um, I've watched a film only last night called Arch Enemy which I stumbled across by accident so I don't know why but I think I was looking at Elijah Wood his Wikipedia page and I went on like a little Wikipedia rabbit hole and oh, found that he that, set up yeah. a studio called Spectavision. Yes, it does hold like Vision. That's an interesting. It does hold like low budget horror films? They're all really good though. So I clicked on Spectavision. And went, oh, let's have a look at these. And I was skimming down them, and, and, and I thought, oh, what's Arch Enemy? I don't know what that is. And noticed that Glenn Howerton was in it. Glenn Howerton of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll make a point of watching that. I threw it in the film jar that we've got. That I've discussed previously. Mm. Pulled that out last night, and I finished watching it. And went, ah. Oh, all right um okay and i think it comes back to me and not actually understanding film as a medium uh, i just watched it and went what's the point of that <laughs> and I, I googled it and looked for some deeper meaning in it and someone and the director explained it and i was like well yeah i understood that but this is that shit. It? <laughs> oh well yeah and i watched um i don't think i talked about it on the podcast i forgot to mention it american psycho i didn't mention it in uh, our whatsapp chat mm, it's the first time i'd film. seen american psycho and that's another one of those where I watched it and went, uh, so what happened? I don't like things being ambiguous. I want to know what's happening. Tell me what's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, did he kill him or not? I, yeah, no, the bullshit them. I like that. <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, it really annoyed me. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching High Score on Netflix, like a history of yeah, video, like video game things. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Oh, that's on my watch list, that one. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's You might lose interest after about episode three when it starts moving towards consoles and home gaming um, and getting away from shoot 'em ups and, you know, arcade things. How dare so, they? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's good. I would recommend that if you've got any passing interesting games, which hopefully you have if you listen to this, or maybe we're putting you off them. I've started watching something called Behind Her Eyes on Netflix as well, which um, some girl goes on a goes out for a drink and bumps into some chap and they end up kissing and then turns out she's a secretary where he works and there's some sort of weird thing going on with his wife oh um, yeah so this has odd. also popped up is it any good that because that was i was considering um, um binging that in i think i'm two episodes in and it's about to start getting weird i think so the, the first couple of episodes are clearly setting it all up and then you clearly there is something wrong with his wife but you're like why why is she so weird um yeah but games wise I finished Jedi Fallen Order, and the ending, as much as I said I'd, I'd looked up a spoiler by accident, the ending, it's still, I was like, that's brilliant. Uh, that was a, amazing. I know, it's exceptionally good, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So, you I mean, know, the I thing is. I talked about the end of Mandalorian. I think. The, and he was like, ooh, like a kid again. Yeah, I, same I thought again, that went, when I saw the end of that. Yeah, I mean, mm. the, the thing with it is, with it, you know, without giving out away that game, I think it's just a really solid game. The, the, the parkour y, runny, jumpy bits are tight. The combat, when you've got it on hard, is as good as Dark Souls. You know, it's mm. albeit it gets easier as you go in because you've got more force powers. And then it is strung together by a really competent storyline. Like, storyline, you could argue, that is better than those shitty episode one two and three ones for a start you know yeah. so I, I i think it and it fits canon into the it's, whole thing you know so i think yeah. i thought it was a really good game that it's it's really well produced as well yeah some of the some of the set pieces some of the um almost the film 
aspect of it is really good. Seeing Order 66 from a different perspective is really good, really interesting. I would recommend it to anyone, but I think you already have. But yeah, and I will shut up. But the last thing is I've played Alan Wake. I'm only 11 years away, but behind, but... I want to play Control, and I bought Quantum Break ages ago, and I know they're all kind of the same Remedy universe-ish, mm. all connected somehow. They're not really connected, thought, oh, other than the fact that they're no. made by Remedy. Oh, fair enough. Well, I wanted to play it way back when, and I noticed it was on Game Pass, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. It's aged badly, but it's interesting. It was I like how it all plays out like you are reading a book, mm. like he's narrating himself reading the book that is actually writing while he's... Well, he's, well, he's living I could just could not Crazy. like that game, and as a as that's my genre, and for whatever reason, I just I really wanted to like Alan Wake, and I just did not. But I I, I like Quantum Break a lot, and I think Control's all right. Um, but I think I'll Alan Wake Alan Wake's through the weakest of them three, definitely. Controls a Janet Jackson album, isn't it now, or re re released? Bless her. What's that? After, after the boob after the booby thing come off. Yeah, and it and and it all got sort of in the public eye again. And uh, control. some some guy apologised for doing some, <laughs> and then I should do my research. But control is back in the number one because they all felt sorry for Janet Jackson, and they had seven, she had seventeen, ten songs on that album, and unbelievably, seventeen of them got to number one. How crazy is that? Man, that is unbelievable. Is it true? Oh, there go. No, it's, no, no. Oh, there's the benefits of lobbing a tit out. <laughs> Yeah, never worked for me. Yeah, that's how I got a promotion at work. Was it your own? Just bring them. I'd stolen it. I'd stolen it from a woman at a bus stop. He just presented yeah, it. Just, you know, there's a saying of when you throw a dead cat on the table to get get to divert attention. I don't think was, that's the same. I, <laughs> I think that's just something weird that happens in your house. You could have just done it with an implant, couldn't you, really? Yeah, that's what it was. You turn up at work like that. Oh, oh look at that. Yeah. So, Sol, what have you been up to? Yeah, what have I... Let's get away from boobs. What have I been up to? In terms of gaming, I've, I'm have i going through the Zelda franchise art from start to finish. I finished the first Zelda Legend of Zelda on the NES last Sunday. That was good. Uh, interesting to see the origins of everything. Because I've, whilst I've dipped into that, I've never played it all the way through. So that that was interesting. Bit of a history lesson. Well, um, is it actually good? Does it stand up okay? Yeah, it's, yeah, it still stands up alright. Obviously, you're working on on an eight bit NES in terms of technology, but it, it still stands up alright. It, it's it's tricky. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really basic. Surprisingly, I've bought Black Mesa because it was seven pound fifty half price, and I never played Half Life One to any You're extent back in the day. Deal. So I thought I'd play it again. Well, yeah, I'll play it properly this time with a nice <laughs> reskin. It's all right. I've been going through all that. Right. They've still got Twitch. that ridiculous crouch jump in it, though. It's well annoying. You'd think they'd yeah, have taken well, that out. I mean, this is the thing. I was complaining about it on the stream last night, I think, to, to Dan, actually, that any mm. any first-person shooter game with jumping platform mechanics in it needs throwing in the bin. Well, mm. it is hard, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, hard it's just what... Uh, Mirror's Edge did it well. I was going to say, Mirror's yeah, Edge was built. Good. Yeah, Built and for Go that reason, wasn't it? And there's a new one called Ghost Runner that does it amazing. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. For the most part, it's shat. It's not too bad if that's all you've got to do. Like, and that's why Mirror's Edge succeeds. But when you chuck the shooting in with the running and jumping, that's when it all goes to shit. Because you either need to be looking at your feet or looking at what you're shooting. You can't do both at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's good, that Black Mesa, at all. I know it got, like, everyone bummed it, and yay, but it's shite. I think, the, I think it's um, the t- Half-Life 1 was, uh, it was groundbreaking at the time, wasn't it? Yes. So I think a lot of people wanted to go back and play it, but just went, eh, it looks horrible. Can't it look like Half-Life 2 instead? But yeah, I think the thing that set it apart wasn't anything to do with the gameplay. It was to do with the narrative experience of the cutscenes being rendered in-game in real time. It never stopped, did it? So you saw stuff that you'd never seen Uh, before because it had little set pieces in it all the time. But obviously that's been done a million times since now. So even when you go back to it pretty, it's like, whatever. So it's just... Yeah, and it's more topical now because what's happened is we've we've just recently sent something to Mars and what's going to happen is that's going to open a portal back to Earth. They're all going to come flooding back in then we're going to need to give a crowbar to a scientist (laughs) to help fight all the aliens. Cool. uh, Yes, sounds sounds mint, can't wait. (laughs) Scientist crowbar simulator. That'd be great. (laughs) So go on, Sol. What next? I've been listening to Django Django, a lot of Django Django. They've got a new album out. Mm-hmm. Get on that. But in terms of watching stuff, I, I don't think I've watched anything. Oh, I forgot. I, <clears throat> based on what you said last time, I stopped waiting with One Division and caught it all up, and I'm glad okay, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, based on what you'd said on the last one where I said, no, I'm going to save it and binge them in. I did actually binge them in, and uh, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. It's isn't it really good? Doesn't it show right that even when you've got when you've got a story that's that long to tell, and they've obviously done it over twenty films or whatever, it works so much better in this medium where where they can just spread that story out and and basically they've set themselves an hour per episode. Twenty and minutes. You, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've noticed every episode just slight, slightly getting longer because if if they've got a chunk of time to watch, they could just they'll use whatever they need to to use to tell that story in that episode. You you can tell a story at your own pace and just mm. pad it out. So it, it's uh, I I like watching it a week weekly basis. It the big reveal at the end is leave the cliffhanger. It's event TV for me and the kids. It, it's groovy. Yeah, it's really 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 good. I mean, what's not to like? It's got a fit ginger in it as well. So that's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to talk about Wonder Vision because I've talked about it for the last few episodes. But you've, you've done it. But it is. Sorry. Are you completely up to date? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really good. even yesterday's. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, no, don't yeah, you reckon? Don't you reckon when you binge stuff, it's you sort of lose something. You get. No. Right, I binged all the Cobra Kai season three in a day. It's fantastic, <laughs> and then it's forgotten. Yeah. But if you, I if mean, you watched I... it like if you watch it like weekly or summer or every it's couple of days, I think it, it might more. might be might be better. Yeah, know. but but I. I prefer the binge because like you say you do forget about it but then you can revisit it and go back to it again then and go oh yeah and it does kind of feel fresh whereas you're right like if I remember going back to things like 24 where I had to watch it week in week out I do remember 
everything that happened in them. And then I think it's about something like Sons of Anarchy, which I binged in all in the course of a few weeks. And they, you're right, you forget loads of it. And that, but then I had the joy of binging it in again. So, so it is what it is, I guess. Yes, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Rob, that's it. I've finished. Let's end this. Are you finished? <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. What are we here to actually talk about? This is the game. The game that we've been playing. 1942, developed and released by Capcom into the arcade in December 1984, made its way to the Famicom on December the 11th, 1985, and to the US in November the 1st, 1986. Those poor saps in the UK never actually released a home release, but um, released, received a home release. Um, what is 1942? Well, thankfully, we've got someone here who can tell us all about it, so let's hand over to uh, Mr. Holly and... You tell us all about it, Sean. Apart from being 18 minutes to eight, it is a fantastic... I started I started writing about it and I've put bullet points and they sound a bit like a poem. So... Oh, go I'm, on then. I'm going to read my bullet point poem. Are you ready? Can you do it in a Pam Air's voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, she's, she's just like from Bristol Air, isn't she? Anyway, vertically scrolling, comma, shoot them all, comma, World <laughs> War Two. <laughs> Not in not in space. Thirty two <laughs> stages, <laughs> counting down. The Japanese fleet must perish. Super Ace, press the fire. Roll the barrel. Reach Tokyo. Go home. <laughs> put, put the kettle on. That's it, lads. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, that's pretty. Covered it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, I've got it. I've got it properly now. Right, it's an eight-way stick, two-button game, fire and barrel roll, which is unusual for this game. Well, I don't know if any of the games used a barrel roll to get out of trouble. It's either really not that I can think of. Really <laughs> great or a bit crap. That's an aerial on roll. I think you find. But but the frog says do a barrel roll. Barrel roll. Barrel. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, go I'll, I'll switch back to the notes. You've got, yeah, shoot everything. Small, medium, big boss planes. You take off from an aircraft carrier, fly over unobtrusive sea and backgrounds to destroy enemies consisting of Japanese fighter planes of various sizes, shapes, and attack formations. <laughs> Land back on the carrier. Receive a bonus. Uh, receive a bonus, like cash, I don't know. What have I put there? Oh, no. Based on percentage amount of enemies destroyed and the rolls left. Let it roll. Shooting all orange planes gets your power-ups. There's orange planes. You get loads of stuff. Double shot, two wingmen, smart bomb. No enemy fire for 15 seconds. That's useful. An extra barrel, extra life. And every four stages, this this one is, this is on the NES, but it's not advertised. Every four stages of the arcade game, you get a power-up point bonus where nothing is firing. And it is on the NES, NES version, but it doesn't say because on the arcade version it says power up uh, point bonus level. I think it's every four, something like that. Yeah, it says point points and percentage up. Yeah, but it doesn't on the NES one, does it? Uh, no, I don't think it did. And uh, yeah, you've got heavy bombers, the end of level bosses, they appear every eight stages, so you've got to shoot them. And then I, I actually think it's. I've checked out the other eight bit versions because that's what you've got to compare it to. And I actually think it's 
a decent game. A lot of the other ones, some of them got the graphics right, some of them got the handling right, some of them got the, the scrolling right, but this one is okay. There's a bit of flicker with it. There's a bit of sort of jankiness and it's a little bit too slow, I think. But, I think that was my biggest concern with it was this was the speed of it. Yeah, but yeah there wasn't much, there wasn't much flicker. Was there? there wasn't much flicker, which was interesting because the flicker um, with the NES only comes in because of the limit of um, sprites that can be put in a horizontal layer. And obviously, the way the game plays, you're playing uh, north yeah. to south rather than east to west. <laughs> so so is you that don't, why then little distortions much. occur? Yeah. yeah, but very yeah yeah, but they occur okay. very less frequently in 1942 because of that did you look into who developed it oh right yeah it's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is interesting isn't it if it's it's my chronics have you heard of them it, we the have name rings a bell but i can't think why it, it, it rings a bell and i'll tell you why because they mm. also did on yanko town my chronics <laughs> was a Trying to not remember that a silent partner they're called aren't they because capcom was so busy they they sort of sprung out of nowhere in, in 1984 i think at the beginning and they'd done pirate ship higamaru sun sun Volgus, x dexes and so they were so they're so busy they farmed out all these conversions to, to different people and one of them was micronics and it turns out micronics could have been one college lad college student called, called yagi have you read about that i have yeah and that's that would explain why some of it does play and some of the games especially on yanko town is a good example plays like a college students just like hobby thing yeah <laughs> because it, it turns out it probably was just one guy in his spare time yeah. Well, anyway, the, the game is. I think. I think they've fitted. I think whoever he is during his lunch break, he's fitted everything in the game. Some of the there's not as many planes, and because it's a four-three ratio instead of a, a horizontal a vertical monitor, some of the attacks are different. I think they have to be because they're coming from the sides. There's less planes, but all the graphics are kind of there. Some of the the sound makes makes your brain want to cry. It's that. Oh yeah, I think. I think it's that, that guy, whoever, horrible. So whoever bad. is Micronics, he's, he's, I think sound was he's definitely his weak, his weakest <laughs> point of his development. Because if you remember on Yanko Town, the sound in that was a horrendous God. as well. Uh, and I haven't been and played any other Micronics games, but I, it seemed to follow a theme. But why? Yeah. Here's a question for 1942 in general. It's a long game, isn't it? Yeah. How many levels is there? 32. 32 one of the does first games ever 19... with an ending yeah does it take 19 hours and 42 minutes to 1cc it it takes <laughs> it takes in between 80 of the quickest I've 1cc'd it the only time actually because you've done it then I don't want to do it again is 90 minutes did it in 90 Fucking minutes hell, so it is a long stint that isn't well, it? Yeah. it is for yeah. shoot em up but it, it there was lots of firsts if you could call it that like they, they took it had an ending. Not many games and not many shooters did. It got the wingman got got the wingman thing. I think it got that from Gallagher Three Gap Plus. There's shooting down accuracy. There's another game that did it before that. There's there's a World War Two theme. Other games did it before that, but this one sort of got up the whole package together. Is it 
what what struck me always odd as 1942 that this is you're playing an American uh, fighter pilot shooting down Japanese, and the game was developed by Japanese. It's a bit self-harming. <laughs> you wouldn't have it the other way around, would you? You wouldn't have the Americans uh, develop a game where you're a Japanese fighter pilot shooting down Pearl Harbor, would you? No, I think it was a conscious decision to get into the American market. I do. And it oh, works, maybe. isn't it? It was, it was their biggest hit at the time. And deservedly mm-hmm. so, because um, the arcade version of this game is it's exceptionally good, isn't it? Yeah, I've still played this game. In fact, I've gone back good. playing it again because because we've played this. Yeah, it's proper tight. Tight as, isn't it? And that yeah. it's still really, 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 really fluid and tight and smooth. Yeah, and I love it. There's one a... is not. <laughs> when you play it so much, you get to learn about how the baddies they swoop over you and they go under the screen, and you know where they're going to come back. So you just sort of place yourself in places of the screen. They come over you. And you shoot him in, shoot him in tail fins. It's, it's almost as much of like a puzzle memory game as it is a shoot 'em up game, isn't it? It's good. Yeah, I think. And I think gets, a lot of the old, a lot so of the old shooters there, were, though, weren't they? You had, you had to memorize attack patterns, and I only twigged about two days ago that the green ones circle you. They come in and do a circle round yeah. you, yeah. and that's made it so much easier. <laughs> oh, I know where they're going because they do that, and then the, there's some that fly at you and they turn around and come back or they swoop across the front of you. Um, yeah, it does help if you actually they... pay attention. So they're just going shoot. <laughs> we mentioned on Zevius that you know when you get to the to the big enemy enemy boss on Zevius that that's that was kind of one of the first things we'd ever seen an end of level type bad guy that took up all the screen and this is very similar as well i can remember playing this in the arcade back in the day when you got to that but well, is every eighth stage that massive ship it, was like, it takes up all the screen it's amazing i got to one of them on the nez and you can fly right under its wing if you because it shoots yeah. from the tail if you get close enough to its front wing you can just sit there and blast its wing ah. and then blow up i could actually play this on the arcade arcade because is I've got Groovy Mame on, which is the the main version of like a you know an arcade machine, and you you can put the Play Choice Ten games on because they were arcade games. So you load up the Play Choice Ten 1942. It's it's it was a double screen system the the Play Choice Ten. So you you can flip screens. You put enough credits in on the top screen, flip the bottom screen so it's all you can see on your monitor, and you can. I've been playing 1942 NES with a proper stick, and that is great. Yeah, it needs a stick. Needs a stick. I I was playing it on my uh, modded mini mini NES, and after a while, after a couple of hours, it's you've had enough with a D pad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was playing it with an Xbox pad, and it was still crap. <laughs> so I think that's about covered it, hasn't it? Have we kind of? Got, there's not a lot more. Yeah, to let's say, save really. it until we uh, save it till we grade it. Yeah, don't lay into it just yet, Mark. In the meantime, let's have a bit of a, an interlude of cultural sorts. Cultural interlude! Before we do lay into discuss 1942, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in the UK music films and, of course, games way back on the 11th of December 1985. Right, so what music were we listening to in 1985, December the 11th, at number five? 
which I, when I read this title of this song, I didn't know what it was. And I had to go look it up. And then I knew what oh. it was because I didn't realise it was called this, but it's called Dress You Up by Madonna. Go on, sing it so. And all your blind can't think of it. <laughs> and it goes something like, Dress you up in my love, in my love. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ah. Everybody knows it. I, had to, I, I thought, oh, I've never heard of Dress You Up. It's off um, Like a Virgin album, which your sister's had, Mark. And we listened to it in a car going to Jodrell Bank. Ooh, <laughs> right. Okay. To withdraw some money or deposit money? It's a different. That's not what we were doing. It's a different kind of bank that you're thinking I don't about. I can't remember bank. what Jodrell Bank is. <laughs> Jodrell Bank is where Dream make music videos. All it's, right, it's a, big, it's a big radio telescope thing in Cheshire. It's massive. It's like a big, going, look. It's like <laughs> a big, is that where they have Blue Dot Festival? It's like a big wok <laughs> that that picks up with a with a P in the middle. Is it like Goldeneye? That picks yeah, up a spacewalk. Alien voices from sky. Spacewalk. There is a there's a, a Japanese Chinese Thai type restaurant just down the road from here called Wok, and um, we have a competition of seeing how many times we can put Wok into the things when we're placing the order with the waiter every single time we go. So it's like, <laughs> I'll tell you what we want. Um, what could we have with this? Constantly. So he's trying to take the order and always we're just pissing ourselves laughing. The poor guy's probably thinking, what's their fucking problem? Um, but yeah, sorry, I digress. We, we've got we've got a restaurant here called Walk In, Walk Out. Oh, we've got, we've got yeah. Walk Star. <laughs> oh, you know, there is. There, have you ever been to that pagoda place? Yeah. God, they're awful, aren't they? Read their trip advisor. I gave them a trip, a really bad trip advisor. I went in and I was, I was like, I was like, um, I'm vegan, so like, can you, you does, do you think I've egg in it? It's like, well, do you want egg in it or not? And I'm like, well, no, I'm just asking if it has egg in. Well, do you want it in or not? And I'm like, well, obviously not. And then I tried to order me drinks, and he's like, "Oh, like what soft drinks have you got?" And he's like, "What do you want?" And I went, "Well, what have you got?" And he goes, "Just what do you want?" And I went, "What have you got? I, d- I don't know what you've got. What do you?" It's a. Uh, I said, "Actually, I'll tell you what. I'm not having out because you're a fucking dick. So I'm going." And he went, "All right, see ya." and then um because he'd actually brought a first round of drinks they then tried to charge me for him and i was like i ain't drinking them well you've ordered them and they're there at your table and i went yeah and if he hadn't been such a dick i'd been sat drinking them but he is a dick so i'm not drinking them and i'm not paying for him and then um she had put a few quid down on the table for some reason she snatched it and took it away for give me it back i think i'd like put my keys and some contents in my pocket on top of the thing so but then when we went on trip advisor after just loads of reviews going vile horrible rude people and i'm like yeah it's all right yeah yeah <laughs> right in number two was Wham <laughs> with I'm Your Man. Do, 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 do. You can't baby, not sing that. Baby, if you want to do it, right, right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. I don't know, Christ, I don't know who he died. was talking to, but he was their man. Yeah. For, for anything, maybe for plastering or maybe just putting a plug on a loose lamp connection or something I'm your man I can't see a plug on your lamp lamp do you with me I, yeah I can't see them things being Cottaging. in George Michael's yeah, skill you, set yeah. if you want to drive yeah more like if you want a notch or a hand job <laughs> in the public oh, I like a nice toilet. cottage there's some really nice ones 
Or if you want, to, uh, the, if you want some... to drive into Snappy Snaps, then I'm your man. Stuff like that. <laughs> Wham. Uh, I watched some documentary or dramatised docu docudrama about Wham and George Michael. It was on Channel 5 late at night. Went from about like half 11 to about 1 in the morning. It was... Acting was terrible, but it was quite interesting. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, I just like... It got me thinking about... You know when he did that song about after he'd been caught in the toilets? Outside. And it went up a lot in my estimation at that point. They were like, so what? Yeah, I've been caught. Uh, fuck it, I'm going to have fun with it. <laughs> just send myself up. Yeah, you own it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like it. Own your mistakes. It's a cracking track. Yeah. So, uh, and at number one was Whitney Houston, who is no longer with us because she's dead. And <laughs> the song is Saving All My Love For You. Saving All My Love For You. <laughs> nice. That's good, good. You've heard that thing I don't about think Whitney Houston, all, all, all the a lot of songs have got all in the title. You remember that? There's seven songs that she's seven singles she's released with the word all in the title. Is it all of them? It could be. <laughs> just <laughs> just Google that. Was it. John Legend, I think. That was a that was a fun fact back in 1984, but I've just remembered it. <laughs> Moving on to albums, the <laughs> at number ten. <laughs> Moving on, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> At number 10. I'm looking for natural segues. Rude. Yeah, yeah the one really scared that one. <laughs> Fucking seamless. <laughs> uh, the albums. At number 10 in the album chart was Elaine Page, Al, Al Halpam, called Love Hurts, which featured that bloody song with uh, Barbie Wasn't Dickinson. Wasn't he good? Yes. Wasn't he bad? Uh, it just always reminds me of Harry Hills doing it stand up with two sock puppets. It should change this to the crap singing podcast, it'd be great. <laughs> there must be a podcast out there. We can't sing podcast. <laughs> Number six uh, was George Benson. With love songs, which were a compilation of all his songs, but it's got two belters on this. It's got uh, "Give Me the Night," lots of love everywhere. So give me the night. Yeah, we'll have some of that. And it's got "Lady Love Me" brackets, open brackets, one more time, close brackets, which is the "Let Me Love You One More Time," feel your body close to mine. Yeah, George Benson. It, it would have been better if he sung the closed brackets bit, wouldn't it? Let me love Let you. Me. Open brackets <laughs> one more time. Close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't <bother> that. <laughs> so we got we got talking about this yesterday on the WhatsApp group, and reminded me of the children's entertainer George Benson Phillips, and I went on a bit of a uh, <laughs> a rabbit hole again, and I, I was reminded of a few years ago, I found a website of his, which was absolutely terrible. I remember laughing at it at work so loud, I got told off by my boss, because <laughs> I've been doing some work. But it was, and I can't find it now, and I need to go back on the Wayback Machine and find it, because it's hilarious. But it just so happened that last night, George Benson Phillips, of Get Your Own Back Gunge fame, was on Celebrity Pointless last night with Mike Reed. <laughs> Ah. children's presenter come there's, radio, not, there's uh, not many presenters left from that era nowadays really like 80s early 90s because they're all in prison yeah they could have said they're surprising to see them isn't it 
that's that's a shame now. So and at number one was now that's what I call music six. Which is a comp- six. which yeah, so I think have we just gone past hundred or something? What what oh, are the notable now, what are the notable nuggets the of notable niceness nuggets in on here. that? Uh One Vision by Queen, Gimme 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 Fried Chicken. Oh yeah. You've got Lavender's Blue Dilly Dilly from Marillion. <laughs> we like a bit of Marillion yeah. on Pixel on Podcast. We've got Onekita You Will Never Know from Elton Elton I'm in the John Podcast favourite. Don't come knocking. Yeah. And a song by uh, which stuck out to me and I've never heard it and I didn't even listen to it but because we're a gaming podcast it's Election Day by Arcadia oh that's so I'll put a link to that Election Day by Arcadia yeah I, I, weren't Arcadia a spin-off of the John Bon Jovi whatever he's Were called they? and some Bon Le Bon some Man Le Bon so you Le are bon. correct Sean well done mate Did you are correct it is. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something that's just sprung to mind. We went for something to eat yesterday because we're not in a prison country here, and you're allowed out. And in the shop, it's got a funky little um, bohemian-looking cafe, and they had vinyl. All the music was on vinyl, and part of the waitress as she's coming and going is changing the vinyl all the time. And the kids went, "What is that machine?" And how does wow. music come out of it? <laughs> wow. It's like when you, t- like when you took them to Arcade Club and they were like looking at joysticks going, what do we do with this? What the, was that? Yeah, how do I use that? Um, but yeah, they'd never seen vinyl. They'd never seen it. And they were, they were both, they were both this, I got a photo of them both looking at this Technics deck, just like looking at it in awe going, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> so yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Reminds the me of the story that you told us about explaining blockbusters to them. Yeah, that's, that's you, had well, to, you had to rewind it and then you had to take it back yeah, to the I shop. Said to, yeah, I said to Riley, that where that gym is in town, that used to be a place called Blockbusters. And before Netflix, what you had to do is you had to drive from home to there. And like you look through the things on Netflix, you'd look around and you'd pick them up and then you'd take it to the counter and you'd have to take it home and then take it back again. And Riley went, you must think I'm stupid. <laughs> 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 I love Blockbusters, our, our local one. As it was getting close to closing down, I think I I, got, I was into PS2 and I remember picking up Time Splitters one, two, and three for like five or six quid, and I'd never played them. I played them all the way through, and there's all little bargains like that in there. As as I was getting mm. close to winding up, but yeah, I, I love Blockbusters. Uh, again, Time going back to amazing, what we were saying about mm. like Wonder Vision and Event TV, and it, you actually invested in these things. You. You went, you picked, and I know that it's not as convenient by any stretch of the imagination, but you go, you'd look at the boxes, you'd think about it, and you'd be really disappointed when all the copies were rented. You'd, you'd go and you'd yeah. see the little stickers on the oh, top, out for loan, out for loan. Oh, have you got any copies of, yeah. uh, I don't know, Back to the Future 3 in, in the back? No, they're all out. Oh, can you save me one next week? Yeah, just check God, returns yeah. bin and see if anyone's just brought you back. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it felt, and you go out and you pick a takeaway up on the back and everything, and it just, you made a night of it. And now you flick Netflix on, five minutes in, you go, this is shit. And <laughs> you just pick something else. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, all your takeaways anyway, delivered a, to the door. Yeah. We do anyway. That is a beautiful, beautiful segue that brings us nicely on to the film chart. Yes. Ooh. Go on then. We'll play, we'll play the Have You Seen Any of These Game, uh, Dan? I haven't. Yeah, damn see, I've only seen, seen one of these. At number nine, I've seen one of these. this week yeah. was Saint Elmo's Fire. 
Da, 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 da. I love the music for the film. Yeah. Everyone's saying that. <laughs> Set Elmo on fire. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be worth watching. Have, you, have you seen the Tickle Me Elmos that you can get? The Tickle Me Elmos. And it, rapey, it, that roll, it rolls around and laughs. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a video of someone setting one of them on fire. Oh and then God. setting around and goes, Stop <laughs> touching me. <laughs> have you seen that, Daniel? No. Right. Number four was Red Sonja, which... That was a Conan. He was playing Conan in Red Sonja, wasn't it? It was a spin-off of Conan the Destroyer, wasn't it? Right. Bridget Nielsen. Conan the Dis- yeah, Conan the Destroyer had come out, I think, and then Bridget Nielsen was in that for a little bit, and then they basically gave her Red Sonja, didn't they, as a spin-off. Number one was Back to the Future, a little-known film about a dog getting in a car and a man with hair and some Libyans and uh, a Mr. Fusion or something. Whilst that Did is you know? accurate, never heard it described that way. <laughs> Did you know that they've been through it and removed all reference to the word terrorist? Nah. Fucking kidding me. They have, they have. Oh, I, 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 was watching, sometimes. I think it was that Tecmon fella who was talking about um, laser discs and stuff and was pointing out that because of the whole Americans being scared of terrorists. Well, I mean, who isn't? But, you know, they're really scared of them. Um, they've gone, they, you know, they he's writing them. the letter to Doc <laughs> and saying, are you going to get shot by terrorists? Um, and he, he writes him a letter, doesn't he? And they've even, if you look at that, they've, they've scrubbed out the word terrorist as he writes it. They've, they've no skipped way. that bit out. Yeah, because it shows you the shot of the letter and the word terrorist is scribbled out and it never says the word terrorist when he's up on the um, clock tower and he goes, you're going to get shot by terrorists. He just goes, you're going to get shot by people. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get shot by, careful on that, it's going to hurt your wrists. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. It's it's just history, isn't it? People are messing with history. It's mad. Yeah, all history can't be good, but you've got mm. to know the bad stuff to not repeat it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't learn, yeah, we history, repeat this podcast repeat every two weeks. We're not learning. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning shit. <laughs> well, we are a gaming podcast, aren't we? So what? Yeah, we, you wouldn't know, but yeah, <laughs> no, we are. So on the eleventh of December, nineteen eighty-five, CMVG issue fifty was on the shelf in Woolworths. Woolworths. How much is it worth? <laughs> so wool, wool. Did you buy it or did you just go in and read it? And you just read it, it, didn't you? It's not a bloody library. Uh, the game of the month this month is Tau Seti on the spectrum. So this has popped up a few Tau times, hasn't it? Seti. Which is, so this has been this mentioned that a few weird times on bit this, like Elite. I've never played it. Yeah, it's like a space type. exploration elite type game. But yeah, on the, I think on this the ground has popped up before, hasn't it? It's mentioned quite a lot on this podcast, and I've never played it. Uh, I just sit here and go, uh, uh, well, maybe, yep, yep, maybe yep. we should do that. <laughs> what they say in the review here is take elite, add a dash of Mission Impossible and 3D Tank Jewel, and you've got the recipe for a real blockbuster. If you only buy one game a year, buy Tau City. 
High praise indeed. Yeah. I thought I thought it was I played it on Commodore sixty four, but I got bored of it quick. Wasn't, wasn't there a little just a little tiny play window? The rest was all like readouts and stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. Cool. I think if I think you're right, I think it had a big block at the bottom that was full of stats and things like that, and then a big chunk at the top was missing, and then a weird frame around the sides. And yeah, I think you're right. You had like almost like a matchboxy sized area of actual play. The rest of it yeah. was just closed in almost like you had some kind of visor on or you were looking through a tiny window or something well, well tau seti if, if you look at look at tau seti in italian not italian what's that latin in latin it's actually latin for little box which which is what you're playing <laughs> which explains the, the which is what you're playing through you play little it. box window <laughs> clever that isn't it all the, all the things Very. i put in these titles possibly are, are great CMVG back in this time, they gave games blitz games if they were impressed with them. And Wizardry on the Commodore 64 got a blitz game award, which looks like an ultimate play of the game. It looks it's an isometric uh, dungeon crawler type, like, like ultimate play of the game. And they they actually go on into the review say, I, I dare to say it looks better than the ultimate 64 games. Because ultimate are rare as they are now didn't release that many on commodore 64 they were on spectrum and amstrad yeah the 64 versions i didn't like them blood witch and some else they're really blocky games i think yeah, the spectrum think... had far better ultimate games <clears throat> yeah I think the, the it's funny, isn't it? Because as a general rule, the Commodore sixty four usually had the edge over the other two in terms mm. of graphics and hundred percent in terms of sound. But yeah, there were certain games though that just weren't right on it. I remember them Magic Knight games were the same; they just weren't right on Commodore sixty four. You could double the size of the sprites. It was an easy programming tip, weren't it? trick sorry so when they were eight pixels you could double them to six to, to 16 and i think lazy programmers did that so you had these massive blocky sprites moving along the screen and it just didn't didn't look right it did not look right <laughs> it didn't look right i didn't like it i looked at it i didn't like it in fact it looked wrong it could have been, it could have been not right it could have been a bit wrong Sean, as well yeah, sorry, as mate. doing 10 Pence Arcade podcast, of which you have been doing now for several years, where yes. you cover arcade games once a month and everyone joins in and does top scores and high scores and submits it, and you have lots of fun, you and Vic, who we've had here for Nuts and Milk, you also work at a place called Arcade Club in Bury, just outside Manchester. Which Do I? Leaves you. Yes, <laughs> you do. Yeah, you I do. Don't you? I told you this. I remember that. Which, yeah, which leads us nicely onto the arcade section of CMVG this month. And oh, what well are your done. thoughts as being an arcade club employee and arcade specialist? What are your thoughts on Gauntlet, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, and Hang On? All of which are in your gaff. From the arcade version. I'm just writing them down because I can't remember three things. Gauntlet, Indian. What was the third one? <laughs> Gauntlet. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, jo- Gauntlet. Indi- I- yeah, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Gauntlet is a great four-player game. I I never got into it because I didn't have three friends, but not some months of work. And then what was the second one? Indi- Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. God, I'm bad, aren't I? I got, I got like a seven-second memory. I really have. It gets worse. I'll have six seconds next year. 
you know, Indiana Jones, it's it's uh, an acquired taste. It, it, it was a bit janky, I think. It didn't really play well for me. So it, like little tiny mini games and the, the, the cart rides all right. That's quite good fun. But by far the best of them three, I love I love Hang On. I think that's excellent. It's you can even play it with a joystick actually, once you get it right. But yeah, I think Gauntlet for me was the best of them because they all they all turned up in the pub and Gauntlet was the one that I think I chucked the most ten P's. Gauntlet into. when but Gauntlet th- was released it felt like nothing you'd ever seen before in the arcade with the speech as well and the fact that it was really really cooperative and when it came to home systems i think everyone just fell out but that was my food no that was a get off the food yeah, move yeah, up the screen you're killing me scroll yeah. the screen you've just shot that chicken <laughs> <laughs> that's not something you say every day <laughs> oh dear yeah hang on yeah. for me at m3 yeah i do I appreciate the other two. I think, I think they're probably Gauntlet's the most the, the most played and people's isn't favorite. Isn't the I would Gauntlet think. World? Isn't the Gauntlet World record holder and a worker RK club? Yeah, Mark Singleton. Yeah, is a tech. He works doing the repairs. He does a lot of the the components and board and wiring side of things. How long right. does that take? How long's what? How long that take? Yeah, to one cc it. Oh, sorry. I think it took him 12 hours. Jeez. I mean, that is a hard game as well, that. I mean, particularly when you get get to the bits with death in it and those... Oh, man, when you're probably about level 12, 13, when you get to that stage, it's chaos, that game. It's really, really hard. You can one CC it. Yeah, and for Twin Galaxies, you've got to make sure you've got the right ROM revision. I've never known as many different versions of a game there's like 13 different ROM revisions for Gauntlet so you've got to make sure you've got the right one I don't know what Atari were playing at they just kept changing stuff you know as, as they were releasing the, the cab it's a game I've never had much truck with to be honest I, I, I think because when you get hurt when you receive damage you, there's no kind of knockback effect to it so half the time I'm not even paying attention to the fact that I'm being hurt and then I'm like, oh, I've got no head oh I'm, I'm dead oh, yeah, yeah. And I walk away from it. But Hang On's my favourite out of those two. Yeah, it's I think only Hang On. Recently, a couple of years ago maybe, that the guy that you play, the character, if you finish it, takes his helmet off and he's like an 80-year-old man or something. Really? I've, I've never finished yeah. it. I think I think it's such a hard game. I can get to level four, eas- not easily, but quite often. But I can't do the fifth level. I've never done it. I don't think I've ever had much success with it either. I'll have a quick Google. You see it. Which have you got at the club, Sean? Super or just hang on? We've got it's a stand up. We've got Super, super Hang On at Bury and Hang On Deluxe at Leeds last time I looked, which is the sit down one. There was another one called Hang On Junior, which had a, a cut down version of Hang On. I think it was like it looked like a looked like a master system version. It had that in a in a sort of the dashboard of the of the bike that swoops left and right. You, you had the monitor in there, but that well, that was like a cut down version. But we've got Super Hang On Upright, the one with the turbo boost. But that that's the games anyway. That is the games this month in games, this week in games, this month games. That's it. <laughs> that is it. 
That's your cultural interlude from top to bottom, left to right, side to side, diagonal to diagonal, inside out, up the wazoo. Cultural interlude is no more for you. So, what did we all think of it? What did we all think of 1942? What, what is your verdict? verdict? <laughs> Woo, that was impressive. Oh. I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, think, I like the echo you had. I think it's the best 8-bit version. Can I, can I quickly... I've done some notes in Chapter 1. The earth was boiled. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, the Amstrad <laughs> one. I think they're the wrong notes. Yeah. <laughs> the Amstrad one, small play area, C64 version, two cramped. Spectrum, crapped collision detection, game, MSX, close music but jerky scrolling, MSX, close graphics, MSX2 that is, NEC PC88, slow and scrolling, Sharp X1, scroll, loads of flicker, FM Towns 7, similar as... I've got to do some proper notes for really uh, slow and scrolling. So I reckon the best one, like I said, that there was a Game Boy, or was it Game Boy Color? Color or Advance? I can't. It's got to be Advance. Oh, Color, probably. Hang on. I've written that in some notes as well. Wouldn't it be great if I had notes in like one area, and then I could just <laughs> could just read them? There's there's one I think it might have been Game Boy Color it might have been Game Boy Advance so there are no 16-bit versions of this anyway it's it's sort of the next the next versions of 1942 were all on like Capcom compilations you know the classics on PS1 and all that lot mm. so I think it's the best 8-bit version there was I think it might have been Game Boy Color that the one, is yeah, a 1999 version that looks better than plays better than this one but that was like. It's a, a big jump in time, though, isn't it? It's 12 yeah. years after it was. So yeah. as 8 bits go, if I was a kid, I was once. I used to go to, like, Blackpool or Great Yarmouth for, like, well, every two or three times a year, and I used to play in 1942. If I came back and I got this on Minez, which I never had, I had, like, Mega Drive and what did I have before that? At this time, I would have had a Commodore 64. And I played this. I would have been happy with it. I would have thought, yeah, it's pretty decent. And that's what you want out of life. Pretty decent. You don't want good. You don't want ex- <laughs> you don't want excellent. You just want pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah. Do you want it? What would you give how many woogers would you give it, Sean? Is this out of five, isn't it? It's out of ten. Ten. Oh, I have listened to all your shows, honestly, I get mixed up. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> problem is I listen to them while I'm drinking, so I forget stuff. That's probably <laughs> the best way. Uh, yeah. Because I'm playing Mouser and listening to it. I reckon out of ten seven. Cool. Seven. This is one of my favourite actual arcade games. And it's one that if I if if it's in the arcade, I will always, always, always go on it. And it's one that I can usually get a reasonably good high score on. And the unfortunate thing is, the muscle memory isn't there in this because the the patterns are all ever so slightly off. They're not in so the, the like the the this the larger ship comes in at approximately the right time, but not at the right angle, and the largest plane comes in uh, a similar kind of it's all about right but not quite there um but the problem that i had with it is um some of the patterns are not the same it's like Mm. those planes that fly over and then turn upside down on the arcade the turning upside down of the plane that's the bullet coming out of the plane isn't it Uh, if if i remember rightly whereas um 
the, on the NES, they just seem to jizz it out whenever they, they seem to want to. And because the frame rate was so janky, my reaction time was never quick enough to kind of deal with anything. So rather than it being a test of skill on the NES, it turned into more of a test of memory. Um, because um, because the, it wasn't fluid enough for me to be able to react quick enough to playing it. I had to go, all right, I'll remember that for next time. And that's how I was getting better rather than actually feeling like I was getting better at playing it. So I mark it down for that. I thought graphically it were all right. I, I, I thought for an 8-bit version of it, I don't, I don't think at that time they could have done any better, really. I think that were all all right. But the fucking sound, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was he actually trying to give us mind aids? He was just fucking... <laughs> Someone's put the, right. a YouTube video of just the sound, like a 16-minute full uncut YouTube video of the sound. That guy must be mad. It sounded like a xylophone being hit at random points or I tie somebody up to someone it's like a child's toy phone just pressing the button beep 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 beep, beep <laughs> just keying in some random numbers it was it, it did seem to you could just about hear the proper tune in there it sounds like I'm withholding information that he wants to know <laughs> it's awful it's just torture so in essence, I kind of agree with the seven, but then I've got to knock it one off for being janky as fuck, and then another one off for the sound being actual um, mind rape. So I <laughs> yes. think I'm at a I five. I had to turn the sound off after <laughs> after like twelve seconds. <laughs> so so yeah, I think I think five from me for those reasons i i'm leaning more towards your score mark because the sound was terrible like <laughs> like voice it sounds like someone playing it on a telephone doesn't it like hitting the keypad the biggest the biggest thing for me the biggest problem i had with it was the speed of it yeah, the, the, how slow it was. Now and how the I, frame see, rate was terrible. Which I originally I just put it down to it being a NES. Doesn't have the horsepower of the arcade. Fine, I'll let it. I'll let it go. I'll let that slide. Now, I didn't mind the pace because I thought, actually, if you're going to take an arcade conversion and then put it onto an 8-bit machine and you want to make it a bit more manageable, then actually dropping the pace a little bit is a good way to, to deal with it. It's the fact that even at that pace, it was janky as fuck. You know, like, if you're going to drop the pace, yeah. at least make it smooth or make it fast and it janky. Just... So, yeah, it wasn't right, were it? Yeah, the, the frame rate wasn't very good. It wasn't smooth. I'm all, no. I'm all for slowing it down a little bit, but it yeah. seemed really jerky. It was, it was yeah, terrible. And I was like, okay, fair enough. It's a NES. Doesn't have an arcade machine's power. Fine. What I then did, because I was playing it on that Retroid, the next, the very next game in the list of games was 1943. Now I know this was released two years later, but I thought, well, oh, I'll see how 1943 plays. It's a world apart, honestly. It? Huh? It's so yeah. smooth. It's so smooth. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd not done that now because I'm going to have to knock more points off it. I mean, yeah, because, maybe I because shouldn't. By because by playing was... 1943, you know it is capable of actually delivering it, don't you? So, so yeah, we're blaming Micronics, yeah? <laughs> yes, yeah, I think it's Micronics. In student, the hands of a better not have had his lunch silent... hour. Should have carried on with this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> in the hands of a better developer... I think you'd have got closer to how 
it would have played in the arcades because it was more capable was the NES than 1942 actually shows. And and for that reason, I'm really disappointed in it. Um, I so thought you're I'm not mad. Probably, I'm, just I'm not mad. Yeah, you've just let me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to give it a four because the music is awful. It can wow. do better. I think um, that's a bit tight. Uh, no, I, I. I couldn't play it for much longer than half an hour, and especially when I then went and played it on the arcade downstairs, I was like, oh, it's, it's really bad. It's a world of difference, yeah, isn't it? It yeah, makes I you realise when you go back to the arcade yeah. version, you think, God, this is perfection, don't you? Yeah, the the arcade. Yeah. This is the thing that. It, it shows how good that game is that the arcade version of it is still good now. You know, mm, it's yeah. still really, 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 really Absolutely. good now. So, but yeah, the same can't be said of the NES version, unfortunately. No, far Wugas for me. I, I pretty much agree with the collective uh, responses there in that the, the sound was awful. The sound was actually terrible, but because I was streaming it for a couple of hours, I couldn't turn it down. Otherwise, it would just be me sat in silence, <laughs> which doesn't that make would have been better. It might have been, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why no one. Maybe that's why no viewers hung around. Uh, but yeah, the the sounds awful. The graphics, I think, considering I think the NES has only been out maybe a year at this point. So at least Micronics has done well to harness the power of it. And it actually looked, it reminded me of like some really late era Amstrad games. You know, when they got when they got hold of the Amstrad and they could really program it and the graphics and the sprites were solid. It, it reminded me of that. When we into sort of Freddy Hardist generation yeah, like of game type over games. And yeah, really yeah. Rick Dangerous. Beyond the Ice Palace thing. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, when you're in like late 8-bit eras. So I think they've done well there. The do the sprites on the arcade, do the propellers and stuff spin on the sprites? Because I noticed yeah. that all the sprites, all the planes on, on this are just static. They just slide around the screen. Do you know, so, I, I can't remember yeah. how bad yeah. is that. It's some, something the that you look at a lot spin. and I don't know. Yeah, yeah they do. And, 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 and your plane, as you move left and right, tilts. has a little bit of a, a yeah, yeah. A, an animation to yeah, it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. This, this doesn't. But again, you can't. It's different hardware, isn't it? So at least it's. Yeah, but. I, yeah, but I, Zippy I don't... Race, the last game we played, the, the guy on the motorbike. Yeah, the guy tilted right. on that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think. I don't think graphically there's much wrong with it. I think it's functional and not flashy. Yeah. But I think it's a reasonably honest, um, like, reinterpretation of the arcade version. Although as you've said Dan then when you move to looking at 1943 you realise that they could have done more yeah if you're going to pull back on the graphics fine but then put but the then power somewhere else. else good yeah 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 but I I think as a start if you're going to you can you can rate it on two fronts can't you you can rate it on it being an arcade conversion and how it compares to the arcade and you can rate it on a standalone game as well and as a standalone game I think it it stands up but the music is crap and it's long as well so this is value for money as well for a home game mm. you've got 32 stages and it's relatively difficult i got to the first big boss which is what level eight about two hundred and twenty thousand that i got mm. and i died on that and I kind of called it a day after that because I think I'd, I'd probably assessed it. I was really impressed to see, you know, those those groovy-looking planes that come in about four or five levels in that are all right-angled. You know, the, yeah, the green the ones that look similar to yours. Yeah. They come in, and they were like, yeah, kudos. He's, he's, brought the, he's, he's even brought the different planes in. So, so But, yeah, the, the Ooh, music I... lets it down. And so for that, I would give it – I'd probably give it a six, I think. I can't, I can't okay, so go before, lower and 
before we aggregate those scores, yeah. I need to pull back and, and talk about something else that helped me come up a, a, a low score. The while you start the game and you're flying over this ocean, everything's fine. You can see the bullets, you can see all the planes, you can see everything. Yes. Then you start getting to the beach and the, the, the colour is mm. the same colour as your bullets. Yeah. All the bullets yeah. Yeah. Fire. You can't see the bullets. Then when you get past the beach and you get to land, the same shade of green is for half of the planes. So you can't see the planes then. And I mean, would it have been too much work to find a different colour in that palette to to help as not actually that that was one of the major bugbears for me, which I completely forgot. Yeah, about it's a good point. I forgot notes. about that. How bad everything yeah. just camouflaged as well. Like, I can't see. And I, I thought, oh, does the arcade suffer from this? And that's one of the main reasons I went back and played it. And I know the, the colour spectrum is gonna be different, but it's not, not a bit of it. You don't you don't lose anything at all. As, and I just as you get to the very end of the game tweak that in, in the arcade game, you go over the rice fields and the paddy fields going towards Tokyo and the, the graphics change. And this one has got the set it's got like a an approximation of the graphics are played all the way through it and it looks you've got the green and it looks like someone's dropped bits of lego on the on on the ground it's like, are they skyscrapers but why but at least at least he's tried <laughs> he's tried to change the graphics as you get near the end but yeah i yeah. I, so, um, I would that's, be pleased with it if it, it, if it was if i was a kid oh. i'd think yeah it's pretty good yeah, mm. and you would have probably, as we did back then, you'd have taken it home and gone, it's okay, perfect, that. Mm. It isn't. Yeah, because yeah, you filled it in with felt your own it, imagination, it? didn't you? It'd have felt it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, it wasn't... It was reasonably fun to play. It was just frustrating because when I died, I always felt like I'd been gypped rather than like felt like I'd made a mistake. <laughs> so, and I hate that in a game yeah, I like you know I don't, a... I don't mind dying as long as I know it was me um, yeah, if it's it felt like sin, isn't it yeah and and that really pissed me off <laughs> so I went with a 4 you went with a 6 Sol and you went with a 5 mark so 15 yes. um, we're not ignoring um, Sean's score of course but just for our benefit that puts it um, 15 points just above Icky and just below Rambo oh it's better than Rambo Ooh. isn't it <laughs> It's definitely better than Rambo. That's Rambo. <laughs> and it's only a point difference. So um, even if I wasn't as harsh and went for a five, it would have been tied with Rambo. So Yeah. I think I'd have rather gone back and played Rambo, but there you go. I'm not going back and playing Rambo because it was not proper bow. It was rubbish. <laughs> rubbish bow. <laughs> so that's... Bollocks. That's 1942 for have you. Have got a fun fact, Dan? Do you want... I have got some fun fact. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Are you all familiar? You will be all familiar with Capcom's little no. orange and white pinwheel <laughs> logo. So yes, she, she. Um, oh, yes. for those who aren't, it's all over the place. Yes, thank you, Sean. It's called Yoshichi, and it's based on a pinwheel in a Japanese period drama called Mito Komon. And this is its third appearance in any um, Capcom game after Exit X's and Vulgus before that. So I know how much you like the actual artwork of it, Sullivan. So now you know what it's called, Yoshichi. Yeah, it's great. Uh, to be honest, I would sell my family for any Capcom game. <laughs> In fairness, all, all of them. Would you sell them off bit by bit? But I just, just 
for one I'd, each. Probably, because one there's lots game. of Capcom games, I'd have to palm I'll, out. I'll swap I? your Resident Evil 1 for a child's toe. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> and when you get to like some heavy hitters like Street Fighter 2, they can have an arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. Or a kidney. <laughs> yeah, or a lung. But yeah, I, for, for me, slightly, slightly digressing, but not. Capcom is pretty much, you know, some of those old era uh, companies, Konami, still around, but they're not the Konami that they were. Taito, they're still around. Bandai, Namco, they're still, they're still around, but they're not the company they were. Capcom still today, pretty much guaranteed. If it says Capcom on it, it's quality. I still think anyway. Whereas the others, mm. you did. You, Konami, what you got, Metal Gear, that's it. You know, you've not got much return. It's yeah, a I'm trying to think, bit, isn't it? It's Capcom. Capcom's Devil May Cry in it and all that. Mm. Well, have they, they haven't done mm. out crap, really, have they? they generally no, is I pretty think, not really. I mean, they're going to have some stinkers, but it is, I don't think you can go far on with Capcom. I think Dino Crisis is like... the last shit thing they did. Monster, really? Monster Hunter, that's yeah. Capcom, isn't it? Yeah, they're still going, still yeah. hitting them. Which, which actually, just Sean, on the next episode of Ten Pence Arcade, which is out now, Ooh, you guys are covering Black Tiger, aren't you? Yeah, which is yeah, Capcom. It's, it's a kind of like a Raigami's Rastan, but I've also I've been interested in, but I think it's very difficult. But it, it plays really well. It's got that Capcom look and feel, I think. But yeah, it'd be interesting to get into that one. Yeah, and um, they came out of nowhere basically, didn't they? With with um, with this, they weren't a particularly big company by the time 1942 came along. By the time that came so to the NES, was only this been like the turning point so. for them? Then I think so. It was one of the bigger, yeah, yeah. I think Pirate Ship, um, was the first one. No, Vulgus was the first one. I still love yep. Vulgus. Then you got Pirate Ship. And 1942, Sun Sun, they're all around that 1984 to 86 time. And then they, the Commando and yeah. all that lot. It's Commando Capcom, of course it is. Just come, yep, Commando's just Capcom. Commando's are really good. Yeah. Just come blasting out the gates, didn't they, with solid gold hits? Yes. Yeah. Have that world. So yeah. all this lot. So what else could we have played? What else Sorry, could we have played? Go on. Sorry. No, Sean was about to say something. What were you saying? I don't know, something about Chit cheese. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Well, it's all right. It's all right. I didn't want to cut you off, but we'll move on. What else could we have been playing? Um, what other numbers could we have been playing? We could have been playing 10 Yard Fight. Yeah. Is that, um, it's your uh, gridiron, American football oh, arcade American conversion. Football. Oof. Ah, yeah. 10 Yard. It's what you've got to get, isn't it? Before you yeah. five <laughs> tackles. Yeah, um, 1943, which we have mentioned, which is infinitely better, and I would, um, yeah, if you've got a NES, go play that. Don't play 1942. I want to check that out. 720 um, is, well, the skateboarding. It right? is, yeah, oh, 720 degrees. I've yes. I've always, I had this on the Amstrad. I've not played this on the NES, and I've played it in the arcade, and it's a game I really want to love, but I, I just can't get with it. Even with that, with you've got it at the club, haven't you, Sean, with the, with the funny... Uh, yeah, I never liked it. I don't like and anything where, like that where you have to do stunts and stuff. Like Tony Hawk's, I never liked it. Anything intricate where you yeah, don't I shoot things, it. I don't like. <laughs> it's, and I just end up getting getting uh, chased by bees. 
Well, yeah, in, that does happen in the game as but well. I like I like seven twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in real, yeah, in real life, real life, just generally. I can't leave yeah. the house. God, stupid bees. <laughs> um, eight eyes, which presumably is some spider game, is it? Eight eyes is like a Castlevania Mega Man platforming cross type thing. Um, from what I've read that about it, right. it's it's as good yeah, as neither of those. But oh. that's a high bar, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it it's is. It's quite yeah. a high bar, yeah. Oh, I was thinking it'd be a spider thing. Oh, no, it's not. Fair enough. Um, what else could we be playing? 3D Battles of World Runner. What the flipping <laughs> heck is that? You look at this and it look, it, it's basically it looks like a Space Harrier ripoff, even to the point of... So it's like a, it's more of a, a, a rolling... Uh, the... the the ground is a rolling barrel type thing as you're propelling yourself forward where a space area is flat. Uh, yeah. yeah, it looks like looks like the special stage on Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. That's three? a good is that's it? a good comparison. Uh but it gets to so the point on this balls? where you end up coming at face to face and you have to shoot what's like a big dragon that flies in the sky <laughs> made up of lots it's of things. Which is very, very similar to Space Area. Uh, yeah. I, I think I they'd be, they should be it. suing them. <laughs> Yeah, don't know how they got but it's, it's but got the, the reason the, I included the it in here the floor, like. is that it's technically impressive. It looks well. Yeah, it does see? Look, that's what a NES can do. Yeah, <laughs> mm. but then you look at Night Flight and play it, and you cry a bit. Um, I might change my score so, now. Then. Yeah, <laughs> no, you stick with it, Sean. It's fine, mate. <laughs> so, what about the next game? Are we going to bother the randomizer? Oh wait, no, we've run out of letters. We've run out of letters. <laughs> So we can we can exclusively reveal the poll results here. <laughs> so coming in last place with thirteen point four six percent of the overall votes is the Super Nintendo, the Super Famicom. That's surprising, which is Whoa. which is good for Mark because we were all Nintendoed out. But that's that's quite uh, surprising. That based on its popularity, I think that, that's. I think that's more of a reflection of the fact that we've done a full season of Nintendo rather than uh, the popularity so. of the platform. Yeah. yeah. Uh, third place was the PC Engine forward slash Turbo Graphics 16, the United States name, the different console, something or other, with 15.38% of the votes. Third place is the Amiga, the Commodore Amiga, which is Spanish for cat. And that is 26, cats. I think so, Amiga, Amiga. It's not. Isn't it? A gato is a gato. gato. No, gato it, is yeah. a oh, sorry, it's yeah. Spanish for... Amiga is a girlfriend. It's Spanish for uh, car. And girlfriend. That is, sorry, no, it's not. It's Spanish Amigo for... Is, Amigo is male friend and Amiga is female no, friend. No, no, it's wrong. It's Spanish for door. That's it, right? Oh, my you God, know God, I speak Spanish, me. yeah? yeah. <laughs> I, I play on a Commodore <laughs> girlfriend. I'm a lot sadder. No, it, yeah. it's... Oh, that's just put a whole different slant on the Commodore Amiga. The people who might have spoke Spanish who were sat and bought this thing going, I'm going to find myself a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she's got a screen I'm going to finger keys. my girlfriend, yeah. All her buttons. <laughs> <laughs> with 26.92% of the votes so a third of the votes went to the Amiga just under a third of the votes but with a whopping 44% 44.23% of the votes Jiminy Cricket is the wow. Mega Drive forward slash Yay. Genesis forward slash Mega cool. Drive 
Genesis in Japan means car, and that is the the winner. Does That's it? what is series two. Yeah, I vote. I voted for that one. Oh, well, there you go, Shard. You could blame Shard. I think. I think I did as well. Actually. I did as well. I'm quite happy with that. I just definitely didn't want it to be SNES again. I wanted it to be either be Mega Drive or Amiga. I wanted it to be Amiga mainly because that's what I had. But um, I suppose the good thing with Mega Drive because I didn't have one. It should all be fresh and new because you had one, didn't you, Sol? So I played on one yeah. occasionally up at your gaff, but uh, I never had one. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what uh, what's going to happen. Exciting. So, the, so that's it for 1942. Join us next time when we're going to have a look back at our Season 1, World 1, whatever you want to call it. Look at our favourites, lament some of the bad times. Just basically have a little of a retrospective on what we thought of the NES as a whole. Before we move on to the Mega Drive. Oh, yeah, Mega Drive, Mega Drive. I love a Mega Drive, me. Before we double our bits and come into the future. Oh, as is now the past. Come into the future. Yeah, let's go back to the future. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Pixelum Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love you before long Before you do that, before you do that, oh, before no. you do that. Okay. Right, so, Sean, do you want to tell everybody where oh. they can find you and what you do yes. and what you are before we leave for the day? Yeah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah. Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. <laughs> Dot.co.uk. You can also find me as. Uh, Deputy manager at Arcade Club Arcade in in Bury. Go over there; I'll be there. Not obviously now because there's no one in. And you can also come round my house at uh, <laughs> number seven. No, not really. Don't come round my house. But, but you can email me uh, or oh, Twitter. That's a good thing, isn't it? That's a good idea. Uh, at Sean Holly. That's H. What is it? S H A U N H O L L E Y. Just Twitter me there and say hello and that. And thanks for inviting thanks for inviting me on, lads. I really enjoyed uh, it. It's all right. And what is it that you yeah, do over at Tempeds Arcade? Uh, a deputy manager. So I do, I do like the I look after the staff and the, cust- and the customers. Arcade Club. And, you crazy hey? man. What? What is it that you Tempence. do on the Tempeds Arcade podcast? Oh. Well, I look after the staff and the... Co- oh, no. I, I like... <laughs> I, I do like, um, like a thing. We We get like... Oh god, it's great! We do this stuff, and then there's all this other stuff that happens, and then afterwards we like wrap it up with a, like a conclusion of stuff. Now, what the, <laughs> the main the main bit of, bit of the arcade is a, a oh my god, you have to edit a lot of this, mate. The main bit <laughs> of the podcast is a game. We pick a game, you know, we do loads loads of rubbish talks and stuff, and then we then we get the game. We like you, we deep dive into it. We get a high score contest, and we have a high score league running. And then and then we do some more silly stuff. But it's mostly yeah. Each show features a game, and then it's the show is built around that. And there's arcade news and custom uh, customer feedback, or even listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah, and you also get mixed up in your head about where you work and what you do as a hobby. And also biscuits. Yes, we have a we have a big biscuit community who. Give us biscuits when we go to shows. There haven't been any shows, so I'm having to buy my own biscuits for the first time since 2014. I'm not really liking <laughs> that. <laughs> anyway, yes, I go. Uh, your show, by the way, is awesome. I've oh, only thanks. played. I've played actually more than one, less than three of your games, 
<laughs> but I always tune in. Nice. I always tune in because it's so funny. I love it. Well, yeah, we don't. This is the thing. This is as now we've come to the end of this Nez, uh journey, and we'll probably box it off in the in the in the uh, recap episode. But that was the whole point. We started this podcast to play these games and not necessarily rip them a new one, but it stops you going to all the classics, doesn't it? So we yeah. thought, how else are we going to find all this hidden gems or piles of shit? <laughs> and that's what it is. And yeah, we do like to keep it stupid. There's enough serious stuff in the world, isn't it? Don't there need is. any more of that bollocks. No, I sod it. Wrap it up, bruv. So thank you, Sean, for being our guest. And thank you for bringing 1942 to our um, attention. Attention! <laughs> but that's it for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We love you long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on on Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can watch us play stuff at Twitch as uh, twitch.tv forward slash Pixel Hunt Pod. It's normally me doing it. The other two might do it at some point, but... Never going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get us on the website at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or you can drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Playing the game. Playing the game so you, so you don't, don't have to. Sean, you should have joined in. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.